Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's John McCure. Sandy Max is here. So is Bob Brainerd. Debbie Lazaga is here. And Adam Roberts is producing the show this afternoon. All right, so the president is in Northern Ireland. Uh, 25 years after the U.S. helped broker peace in Northern Ireland, President Biden is in Belfast today. So this is amazing because I was just in Northern Ireland, and when I was in Northern Ireland, while we were there, the terrorism threat level was raised to severe, and it was because President Biden is coming there. So there was no tangible threat like there wasn't, you know, we're going to blow up this hotel. But, you know, they've long had issues with what they call the Troubles. That's such an Irish term, how they describe the war that basically ravaged the country. They call it the Troubles. And uh, it's been quiet because of a peace that was brokered. It's called the Good Friday Agreement during the Clinton administration. The United States brokered a peace agreement that's held for 25 years. And they're grateful to the United States for that. And so now Joe Biden is there to commemorate the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement. And then he's going on to Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, because he's got Irish roots. I was going to say, he's got family there. there. So not only celebrate the silver anniversary, but do some sightseeing, maybe reconnect with some family, it sounds like. So did you leave uh, the president any notes anywhere? I might have. If he picks up a coaster at Temple Bar, will he say, oh. If he flips that coaster over, hey, Mr. President. (laughs) Yeah, maybe at Jameson, I, there might be a little something there for him. <laughs> uh, so he's there for, he's in Belfast for one night, and then he's on to uh, the Republic of Ireland, I think, for three days. He's in Dublin primarily. Have you been to, did you visit any of the places that he is going to be at? Like Ulster University, I think he's going to make an address so. in Belfast. Yeah, he's spent a very little time in Belfast. Um, and I know we stayed at the hotel that presidents have always stayed at. The hotel he's staying at at Belfast is the first time a U.S. president has stayed there. They've always all stayed at the same hotel called the Hotel Europa. He's at a different hotel. I'm t- I, from what I read, it's a swanky, chic hotel. So Nothing he goes to bed at like seven thirty. So I don't know why he needs <laughs> a swanky, chic hotel. But so the president is in Ireland. We just saw pictures. He has landed. He's on the ground in Northern Ireland. He goes on to Ireland, uh, the Republic of Ireland tomorrow. All right. There's some big stuff going on in the news. Cardinal Stritch abruptly decides to close its doors. A major medical organization merger. Mark Cass is the editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. That's where I read the news first thing this morning. He will be with us live in the studio up next. Mark Cass is the editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal, and he is with us in the studio. Mark, how was the uh, walkover? Well, I had to drive over because I was at another place here. But it's man, we should have this. We should have this outside. I don't know why we're doing this interview. It's a great idea. We should be outside in the community, John. You should be among the people. You should be outside on the streets, kind of talking. Is to it people. in your contract? But you need to be inside where the climate's controlled. I, I, I mean, can we take actually, you outside? I actually need a contract from you guys. That would be really nice. Could I get like, where's my M and M's? There's no M and M's here for time. me. Okay, he's he's not helping at all. He's, <laughs> Did he's you have the windows stingy. down. I had the windows down. Over? I had the roof. I had the rooftop open. It was gorgeous. I think you really need to change this up here. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't just take the hop. I could have, but you know, maybe. I was thinking about an accident on the way over, and I didn't want to get in another one, so, you know. Yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> hey, all day I've been waiting to talk to you about the story I first read about in the Milwaukee Business Journal, Cardinal Stritch University, yeah. saying they're facing a no-win situation, closing and closing abruptly at the end of the semester. Uh, Mark, you've talked to a lot of people in the community today. This seems to have caught everybody Everybody. by surprise. Yeah, very much of a surprise and really kind of shocking because you often see these things happen and you'll see them ask for money. They'll they'll make an appeal. They'll reach out to all the leaders in the community and say, hey, you know, and the thing I also learned today was there are a lot of, there are a lot of alumni in town, a lot of well-known alumni in town who, who probably would have helped. So I'm surprised that it came abruptly. I'm surprised there was not an appeal. I mean, how many times are you hit up through your college? I know I get a letter All a week. The time. 
asking me for money for everything. I get time. phone calls, seems like every third night from my college asking me for yep. money. And it's been a few years. I know John has been a lot more than I have, but but it's been a few years. <laughs> and I'm cheap. But I don't give anything You to don't give guys. anything to anybody. Yeah. So, but I, really surprising <laughs> if they didn't try to hit up their alumni to help, you know, to get another year or two. But I think they just realized that that, that kind of long term that it wasn't going to work, which is very surprising. Why did they say it's not going to work? I mean, this it doesn't is, happen overnight. No. Well, the thing is, and it happens, it's rare. This has not happened in a long time in Wisconsin. You're talking 40, 50 years since this has happened. And it's really about the pandemic in terms of kids who have gone there, students. It's about a lot fewer students that have gone there. It's about money. It's in terms of cost. In terms of competition, you know, not really not having housing there for years, obviously now have added yeah. housing. It's just a lot of factors, a lot of competition among colleges. There's a lot of small colleges in this area. Think of them all in this area and kind of really competing against them nationally. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of factors at play. I still am very surprised, though, that, that you know, not to make an appeal. There's some very well-known individuals who've helped them over the years. And some wealthy individuals well, that wealthy have helped individuals them over, helped over the, years. the years. And to not And to not try that means there's a lot more, you know, probably under here that's not being said. Mm. Do you feel that this could possibly be the first of a couple of dominoes, or do you think this maybe is hopefully an isolated case? You know, I hope it's an isolated case, but yeah, I think you're right. And I think that was the concern over the last three years. As we saw what happened kind of during the pandemic, I mean, you saw that you saw that small colleges, you small you saw that at all large colleges. They lost a lot of money, money, not getting that housing money, not getting, you know, kind of all the things that happened, having to go virtual and then kinda of, and then obviously obviously kind of losing students. You know, really hurt a lot of colleges. We thought there'd be more. This is obviously the first. I mean, if you ask me, I mean, I'm not sure who's next, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was another one. I don't know who that is at this point, but I think everybody has to be concerned with this happening. This is not a. This is not great for the community. Mark Cass is the editor in chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. You know, in the population they serve, Mark, a diverse population, yes. a quarter of their students are black or yep. Hispanic, a third of their undergrad students receive the Pell Grant, so yep. they're financially needy, international students. Yep. I mean, this really leaves a little bit of a void, even though their student body wasn't that big, because people who couldn't afford other institutions We're going there, yeah. often went to stretch. And that helps the city. You know, seeing that happen, seeing individuals who have a chance to go to college, who have a chance to get an education, who have a chance to get a, a hopeful, hopefully a higher-paying job is good for the city. It helps it, it helps create wealth. So that, yeah, I mean, John, I think that is a huge loss. Hopefully some of the other schools will kind of help out here and will come in and help the students. I mean, think about this. If you're a freshman or you're a sophomore yeah. there, and all of a sudden in a month you got to change schools, you don't know where you're going to go, you get a call, you, you got to call home and say, you know, I'm not sure what's going to happen next oh. year, kind of mom and dad. I mean, your parents, John, it's a you nightmare. Know, think of that call that, that how would you would have that? I mean, how would you figure that out? In and May, you don't know where you're going to be going in the fall? April, I mean... Uh, I mean, yeah. quite a few students have already, you know, it's just, it's a mess. I feel bad for the kids. I feel, I mean, kind of, kind of, as he was talking earlier about sports, think of the sports teams. Now they got to kind of figure this out. This is, you know, to, to actually close this quickly and not leave them with warning and not try and figure out. And then, you know, we're not talking, we're not even going to talk about all the people that are going to lose their jobs there. Right. In terms of the staff, in terms of the faculty, in terms of the people who supply things there. I mean, all the vendors. And all that kind of stuff. This is going to have a ripple effect throughout the community. Uh, Mark, I want to ask you about the other big news making ripples today. Freighted Health and ThetaCare right. sign a letter of intent. They're yep. going to team up. They're going to be together. Um, Dr. John Raymond was in the studio and made a lot of points about why this is really good news. 
Is this all good news? Is right. this exciting news? How do you feel about this? It's interesting this? news. I will say that, and you know, I'll never argue with with him because he's a very smart man. He's yeah. a lot smarter than you and I combined. True. They were there. I mean, really, no <laughs> doubt about that. But I will say it's interesting to watch because this is a trend. You saw it with 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 Advocate Aurora and Atrium combining. Yep. Now you have our next largest, Freighter and yep. and Medicare combining. They say it's good. But over the years, as we've watched things happen, they don't. It hasn't lowered healthcare costs. They always talk about kind of you know how it's going to be better, bigger. So we're going to have to watch that very closely. The thing I'm going to say is it's going to mean it's going to mean some layoffs. There is no doubt. I'm not sure if it's going to be here or it's going to be up in Appleton. Before you don't combine, there's duplicity unless you have cuts coming. Correct? Right. Why, kind of right. why else would you do it? So the, so that's going to be a case. But I think if you look at hospitals and how they've struggled the past couple of years in terms of staffing, in terms of costs, in terms of impact of COVID, they have to look at these things kind of long term. Freighter is a tremendous hospital. It's a tremendous asset here in the region. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Who kind of who's kind of in charge? Because because how's it going to play out yeah. six months from now? Who the CEO? Of Freighter, who's a very well-known individual in yeah. town, has a tremendous impact. She's a huge player. She's going to retire, and the CEO of the Appleton firm is now going to be in charge. Okay, what does that mean for the headquarters? Is it going to be here? Is it going to be up in Appleton? What will the name of it? Be? What will the name of Where it? Where will be? the headquarters? Right. Be? So there's a lot of questions I think we'll kind of hear about, but you know I think we have to watch these things, and and at some point it's got to lower healthcare costs, right? Some point well, you, you have to so. address that. But you know how the market generally works, you know better than I do, yeah. is competition breeds lower costs. Yes. And if there are less healthcare systems, Correct. and when we wake up one morning and there's only like three of these in the entire state, and that you, doesn't usually bode well you, for the consumer. You, you don't have a choice, right? So, right. I mean, because you got to go to Advocate Aurora, you got to go to Freighter. I mean, what are your choices? You yeah. know, so, and healthcare doesn't operate kind of like a normal business. You think about a McDonald's and a Hardee's and Arby's, how they compete and have to lower prices. Healthcare seems to actually raise prices, raise prices when they get together. Yeah, you're right. Because there are so many layers with the insurance, right. and it's not just a clean cut. Well, nobody ever understands a health care bill. I mean, how, has <laughs> yeah. anybody ever understand? You yeah. get a bill, it's for $1,000, you pay $17.20. You're not sure how it came to that, but that's how much you pay, right? And there are a lot of other code numbers <laughs> out there. Right. It's like, that okay. none of us understand. <laughs> Mark Cass is the editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. Check out their stuff online. Uh, I get the notifications because I subscribe. You should do the same thing. Always good stuff. Mark, thank you so much for being with us. Always good to be here. I'm going back outside. It's too, it's too nice to That's be here. That's a really inside. good idea. Will you take us with? Can we? I, you know, John, I, last half hour last, last half, you guys should go on the road for the last half hour. I like, Ooh, I that, like idea. that idea. Put us like in your speakers idea. at there, least. There we go. We'll be right there with you. <laughs> I said, will you take us outside? He looked right at you. He's I did. Like, he's like, I might take Sandy. I'll take you Sandy. Can, you can stay in the John studio can, over here. John can run stuff. You and I will go outside. We'll have a great time. <laughs> yep. yep. Right. We'll have a beer. We'll just kind of hang out. Yeah. It'd be really cool. Lemonade would be good. Lemonade. I like that. really good. Yeah. All right, Mark. We'll talk to you later, buddy. Thank you. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. Meteorologist Brian Nisnanski is with us on a beautiful day to be outside. Where are you, Niz? What are you up to? Uh, we're on the south side of Milwaukee, awesome neighborhood here in Muskego Way neighborhood. We're on the corner of uh, Muskego Avenue and Beecher. Um, we're just out in the city, warm summer day, but also I wanted to highlight there's this awesome group called Muskego Way Forward, and they've been doing some cleanup projects. We've been talking about this where the snow piles go away and all the litter, all of the debris on the sides of the roads and stuff, um, not pleasant to look at. Uh, well, Muskego Way Forward um, had one last weekend, and they have another one coming up where they're going to be doing a lot of cleaning up. So they're looking for volunteers uh, this Saturday, 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. 
uh, on the corner of Muskego Avenue and Beecher. If you're looking to volunteer, you don't have to do anything, but show up. They'll have all the supplies for you 11 a.m. on Saturday. You feel like you did a good deed in advance of Earth Day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this uh, the weather's great. I mean, a reason to be outside, um, help out your community. I think it should be good. We're watching Saturday, maybe a little rain that moves in late Saturday. Um, but I think during that 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. time frame, uh, still should be pretty good. Niz, you're everybody's friend today. I took a lunchtime stroll, <laughs> Wisconsin Avenue, saw some kayakers on the river, oh, said hi. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sitting here right now. I'm in the Storm Chaser vehicle, and, and I can smell someone's got the grill fired up around here. <laughs> I'm going to go... Oh. I'm going to be nosing my way around somewhere in the backyard over here because it smells awesome. It smells like some barbecues on. And, uh, yeah, it's that type of evening, guys. Enjoy it. Uh, a little taste of summer here in southeastern Wisconsin. Uh, let's get into this because, you know, we've kept records for so long, it's not very often we break one. But two days in a row, that almost never happens. But that could happen this week. It's very possible. Uh, tomorrow's record high, uh, 82. I'm forecasting a high of 83. Wow. And then as we, yep. And then as we head into Thursday, uh, the record's only 79. And I think we get up to at least 80 again on Thursday. So that will be back to back days. Now, Friday, partly cloudy, breezy, still mild, 71 on Friday near the lake. Inland spots still could get close to 80 on Friday. It's just that Friday. Um, that's another thing with this warm-up. We have the strong southwest wind that, like, offsets, like, even communities, like, you know, that would be still stuck at 50, like Whitefish Bay up to, you know, Port Washington. They've been able to enjoy the warmth, and they'll continue to enjoy the warmth until Friday. Uh, 71 for a high Friday, partly cloudy and breezy. Saturday is the, the change day. Uh, rain and storms moves in late afternoon and evening, a high of 68, 73 inland, and then Sunday some scattered rain and maybe sleet showers with highs only in the 40s. So Mm -hmm. back to reality. Uh, With the warm air and strong winds, guys, a couple things to point out. Very high fire danger across southeastern Wisconsin. We started talking about it yesterday. Now we have a fire weather watch, which is pretty rare for us. The next level would be a red flag warning, uh, where, again, um, no burning tomorrow. I just saw that pretty much every county in the area uh, it is absolute no burning. So if you wanted to burn that brush pile, uh, hold off tomorrow. Niz, next week when you see the temperatures sliding back into reality, it's going to feel like it's brutal to all of us. But but is that more normal this time of year? <laughs> it is. I mean, low 50s are normal. So, yeah, middle 40s are probably more typical for April than, than 80s, you know. So, so, yeah. So And, you know, you look at it in this perspective. Like a week ago, we were looking up at the days that were in the 40s. We were going, ooh, look at 46, you know? <laughs> so, so, I mean, we, we really kind of skipped over a season here. So we're going to work our way back and ease back into what would be a little bit more typical pattern. Meteorologist Brian Niznanski. All right, Niz, enjoy being outside. Yeah, we're going to be out here again live at 6 o'clock. Uh, honestly, it's been vibrant. I mean, the windows are down. Uh, it's a good vibe down here on the south side. Good stuff. All right, Niz, we'll talk to you tomorrow, buddy. Yep, later. It is 543 at WTMJ, Tuesdays with Zora, up next. All right, let's bring in our friend Zora Stevenson, Bally Sports, Wisconsin. You see her on Bucks Broadcast, and she is awesome. Zora, hello. What's going on? So Big Bucks for the Bucks. Yeah, Bucks don't play till Sunday. So what are you up to today? Take us inside Zora's Tuesday when the Bucks don't play for uh, for for several days. Yeah, you want the you want the full day. I yeah, let's go. And... Say you're outside. Say what? you're outside. Say you're outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what time did you wake up? 
Oh, I, I slept in, um, so probably was in bed till like eight thirty nine, and then took an orange theory class at nine forty five. Then came home, had some oatmeal for breakfast, and the Bucks practiced at noon, so I went and watched that. Had a appointment after that, and then rushed home and got ready because I'm hosting the Marquette Men's Basketball Banquet tonight. Oh, that sounds like fun. And, yeah, and uh, then hopefully I'll get home in time to watch maybe like you know, the West Coast 7-8 playing games. So that is the plan. So that mean you're the MC for the banquet? You're the you're the one at the podium? Yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of direct in traffic. Do you know Shaka? Their awards. Uh yeah, yeah. We've uh we've met a time or two and of course we're connected because his daughter's name is Zora. So Oh nice. Um, there you go. Yeah, and I've always been a Shaka Smart fan when he was back at VCU, I, I grew up in Virginia, so watched that run, and uh, yeah, yeah, and then kind of got connected to him once he got to Marquette. So, big fan of Shock Smart and uh, the Golden Eagles. Yeah, have fun with that, Zora. I, I would cringe uh, in the past at seeing the Bucks have this much time off until they play a competitive NBA playoff game. But I think with the grind and the push by the players to get the number one seed, and just everything that, that this club has been through, even with load management, even trying to make sure guys got rest here and there, I think this week off really will do them well. I agree. I mean, there's some guys that need healing, right? I mean, Pat Connaughton, Grayson Allen missed the last few games with ankle sprains. Chris Middleton kind of retweaked his ankle, re-aggravated it is, is the word that Coach Bud used towards the end of last week. And so these 10 days really give the guys some time to heal, which is great. They practice today. Tomorrow will be an individual day. They'll get back after it on Thursday. So uh, the coach is really pay- playing Tetris here. And what's interesting is they can practice all they want, but they're not going to know who they're going to play until Friday night. And so, you know, there's little room right now for strategy prep and, and game plan and scouting. Um, obviously, the assistant coaches are watching all the play-in game, but in terms of coming up with the game plan, you don't know who you're playing yet. So I would imagine that they're putting probably four different game plans together, just making sure they're ready for any scenario. Who do you think the Bucks are hoping to face? Oh, I don't think they're hoping to face anyone in particular because, you know, I've always been told by coaches, like, be careful what you wish for. You never want to wish for a certain opponent. I think each one presents different challenges. Uh, when I think of the Toronto Raptors, Nick Nurse, the, the wall, the origin of the wall was in that Eastern Conference Finals series a few years back, and, and he always throws junk defenses. Uh, the Chicago Bulls, it's like the neighboring rivalry, and their fans are icky at times, and so you, you've got that, and DeMar DeRozan's a guy who can go off. Trey Young can go off with the Atlanta Hawks, but more so, Quinn Snyder uh, used to work under Coach Bud, so he knows the entire system. There's just too much going on there. What team? Oh, and Miami, right? They're just, you know, kind of made for the playoffs, like a ready-made team that no matter how they do during the regular season, You've got to watch out for them in the playoffs. So every team presents a different challenge that I think the Bucks are up for. So whoever they face, uh, the guys will be ready. So it's not very often you get to be home for a week, Zora, when the, when the season's yeah. going on. So how does that shape yeah. up? Do you do most of the cooking for the week? Do you lay low and try to recharge for the week? What's it like, uh, kind, of a, kind of a nice little thing for you to be home for a week? Well, on Sunday, I go in and I'm like, okay, this is my week to cook. I'm, I'm never home. I've got to, like, you know, <laughs> hold up my end of the bargain. And then we get to Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm like, oh, you sure you don't feel like cooking? <laughs> so, um, it's just so nice to be home for an extended period of time. Uh, you know, seasons of life, right? And right now, home is my favorite place just because I'm on the road so much. So really enjoying this week.
What's your go-to? you got to cook one meal, you're going to impress somebody. What, what's it going to be? Ooh, it depends. But yesterday I made these honey hot wings in the air fryer. Ooh, and wow. And pretty daggone good. Yeah, so... Oh. That's that's the last thing I made, and it was it was spot on. Sounds like a showstopper. You just got both of these oh, guys' attention. Yeah. <laughs> honey and what else, Zora? What else? Honey and a little garlic, maybe. Uh, yeah. So you season the wings, right? And yeah. With garlic, pepper, chicken seasoning, and then once I put them in the air fryer, once they're cooked, I make a honey hot sauce. So basically, just hot sauce and honey. I drench the wings in them, and you would think Ooh. they were like deep fried or something. They're that good. Mm. Um, the that air fryer is a game changer. No, oh. you'll get your like wing fix, but uh, a little healthier. At least that's what I told myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about the team? They're going to be practicing. You kind of ran through that for us. Do they get time to lay low, or will they treat this like any other week? Oh, for sure. I mean, the fact that they get to be home, right? Spend time with, with their families and, and their kids. So, yeah, the, the guys are enjoying this time, uh, you know, at home prepping. But, you know, once the playoffs start, and, and this week, like the practice today felt like the start of the playoffs, everything ramps up. Like you're locked in at a different level. You're, you're Even if tomorrow's an individual day, right? Like guys will get their work in, but they've also got to make sure they do treatment and weights. Like you're constantly in the gym regardless if there's a game or practice just because you want to do everything in your power to make sure you're ready when, when the game comes around on Sunday. And with the Timberwolves playing the Lakers in their playing game tonight, Sora, I am thankful that the Milwaukee Bucks don't have guys in the huddle punching other guys, oh punching other goodness. teammates. Well, you know, what's great about the NBA is there, there's always drama, and what's great about the Bucks is you always get to watch it from afar. It's never happening uh, in this city, which is, which is nice. So, yeah, the, the NBA is always entertaining, and it's, it's always nice that the Bucks can kind of stay low-key and, and watch all the drama from afar. She is Zora Stevenson. Check her out. Check her wings out. You ought to post a recipe for that, Zora. Please do. <laughs> Can't give away the secrets. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Always good to have you with us. Thank you, Zora. We'll talk again next week. Okay, talk soon. So, Bob, do the uh, Sandy asked a great question about who they hope to play. Mm -hmm. Does it matter to them? Uh, we all expect them to say it doesn't matter. We play who's in front of us. We would they prefer to face or to not face somebody early on, or early on does it not matter? No, I, I really think in their bellies, to a man, they don't want to say and they don't prefer another team because Zora pointed it out. There are different facets that present different problems for all four possible teams that could emerge and play the Bucks, And so I, I think what you do is you just say, look, we're going to take care of our own business. We have the number one seed. We're the best team. We are built to make another championship run. And I think that really is the case. So if that's the case, then you really don't care who the opponent's going to be come Sunday at Pfizer Forum. The important thing to me and I mentioned this on Extra Points the other day. The important thing is you have the number one seed. You have home court throughout the playoffs. Take care of business in that building downtown Milwaukee. Just take care. If you do that, if you take care of business, you're going to yeah. win every series 4-3 at the very max. So it, the opponent really doesn't matter, I don't think.